Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. Our second scripture lesson continues our summer sermon series on the book of Acts. We have followed as the disciples go out into the world spreading the gospel. Today, Paul returns to Jerusalem, and yet he will be treated not much better than Daniel getting thrown into the lion's den. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord as I read Acts chapter 21, verses 27 to 36. When the seven days were almost completed, the Jews from Asia who had seen him in the temple stirred up the whole crowd. They seized him, shouting, Fellow Israelites, help! This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against our people, our law, and this place. More than that, He has actually brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. For they had previously seen Trophimus, the Ephesian, with him in the city, and they supposed that Paul had brought him into the temple. Then all the city was aroused and the people rushed together. They seized Paul and dragged him out of the temple, and immediately the doors were shut while they were trying to kill him. Word came to the tribune of the cohort that all Jerusalem was in an uproar. Immediately he took soldiers and centurions and ran down to them. When they saw the tribune and the soldiers, they stopped beating Paul. Then the tribune came, arrested him, and ordered him to be bound with two chains. He inquired who he was and what he had done. Some in the crowd shouted one thing, some another, and as he couldn't, Uh, And as he could not learn the facts because of the uproar, he ordered them to be brought into the barracks. When Paul came to the steps, the violence of the mob was so great that he had to be carried by the soldiers. The crowd that followed kept shouting, Away with him! The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Everyone looks for affirmation, I think. I read that dogs do, especially. Uh, Apparently, a dog would rather hear her owner say, now that's a good girl, than, than even get a dog treat. However, while people and dogs like to hear that we are doing a good job, not everyone gets the affirmation that they want from the people they seek to gain it from. There's a sad story about Janis Joplin who went to her 10th high school reunion looking for something that she she didn't get. I I grew up listening to Janis Joplin. My favorite song was the one that goes, Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Uh, Do you know that one? Um, It's a great song. But after recording that song and several others, all which were hits, touring the country and being celebrated by fans from coast to coast, Janis Joplin went home to Port Arthur, Texas for her 10-year high school reunion. She was 27 years old and was in that unique position of being a person who had defied the odds. She left her small town as an outcast but was returning as a celebrity. In high school, she was overweight, had bad acne, and because she spoke out about civil rights, her classmates thought she was weird and would throw pennies at her. 
maybe with revenge on her mind or maybe with a secret hope that she might finally be loved and accepted by the people who had rejected her, she went home. She walked into the reunion hippie style, loose white blouse, purple and pink feathers in her hair, oversized tinted glasses and a bounty of bracelets jangling on each wrist. As she entered the high school gym, which probably smelled exactly as she had remembered it, her, her classmates grew backed away from her, grouped up, whispered about her, and some say that she felt the exact same rejection then which she had felt in high school all over again. That's a heartbreaking story, but it's even worse with the Apostle Paul. Paul went to Jerusalem in our second scripture lesson. He, he went to visit James to give his missionaries report. There were several people named James in the Bible. This James that Paul went to visit was the brother of Jesus. He becomes the kind of the head of the church. James and the others heard what Paul had to say. The report of his travels could not have been more glowing. Thousands of converts, hundreds of miles traveled, sermons preached, prayers prayed, churches growing, the power of God on display. Only after that, Paul didn't just feel uh, some kind of cold rejection, the same cold rejection Janice Joplin did as, as he walked into Jerusalem and met with James, the brother of Jesus. Paul ended up in chains. There he stood. After all his traveling out in the world, despite his success, a, a group from Asia had stirred up the whole crowd. They seized Paul shouting, fellow Israelites, help. This is the man who is teaching everyone everywhere against our people, our law, and this place. More than that, he has brought Greeks into the temple and has defiled this holy place. I say they should have been carrying him around on their shoulders for what he had done out in the world. Instead, they dragged him out of the temple and began to beat him just outside the temple doors. Roman soldiers approached, arrested him, bound him with two chains, and then asked the crowd, what has he done? I could have answered that question. Uh, he has spread the gospel. He has preached the good news. He has grown the church. Yet some in the crowd said something, others another. As the Roman soldiers couldn't get the story straight, they were going to take him away. But before he was gone from the crowd, he addressed them, brothers and fathers, he said. Now just that salutation is enough to break your heart. Brothers and fathers. It reminds me of every son who worked and worked to gain his father's blessing, never to get it. After going away from home, he, he returns with a promotion and a bright new sports car. Dad takes one look at the car and says, why'd you buy a red car, son? You're going to get pulled over, then goes back to reading the newspaper or whatever he was doing. We all want affirmation, though not everyone gets it. Not every son gets affirmation from his father. Likewise, Paul went to Jerusalem to see the heads of the church and is met not with a parade, but a lynch mob. 
as though he were the little sister who looked up to her older sister only to be dismissed or humiliated. We all want affirmation, though not everyone gets it from those they try to get it from. Children listen for words of affirmation from their parents and they don't always hear them. Sometimes innocent men stand in the halls of justice and wind up in chains. My friend Chris Harrison gave me a book about that. It's by Anthony Ray Hinton. It's called The Sun Does Shine. They made a movie about the author's life told by his attorney, Brian Stevenson, called Just Mercy. But the story's a hard one to watch. It's a hard one to read because Anthony Ray Hinton was arrested in 1985, charged with two counts of murder in Alabama and sat isolated in a narrow cell until he was released on April 3, 2015. Today, he is one of the longest-serving condemned prisoners facing execution in this country to be proven innocent and released. Now, what happens to a man when the country he grew up in turns on him like that? Janice Joplin went home to her high school reunion looking for approval just weeks later. She's found dead. Can you die from rejection? Of course you can. But while Anthony Ray Hinton was arrested by police officers who thought he was guilty and treated him that way, while a judge tried him and a jury saw him as a criminal, even while he received no affirmation of his innocence, his mother always believed him, and that made all the difference. For some look for affirmation from people who will never give it, yet how much affirmation does any of us need to survive? Paul went to Jerusalem and ended up in chains. Yet while he was in chains, brothers and fathers, he addressed the crowd. Then he told them the story that mattered more than any other story, the story of how one person walked into his life and made all the difference in the world. So etched in his mind was a story of how Jesus had changed his life, that his parting words to the crowd which turned on him were his testimony. I was a persecutor of Christians, he said. On the road, Jesus spoke to me. He called me by name. Then he made me physically blind, as physically blind as I had been spiritually blind. To heal me came a disciple named Ananias. He, he picked me up, got me baptized, and gave me a reason to live. Do what you want to me. Say what you want. But from Jesus and Ananias, I have been affirmed. And for me, that is more than enough. Who is it for you? For me, over the past five years, it's been too many people to count. Five years ago, when we were first asked to come back here to Marietta by the search committee, one of the first to call me to say he was thankful I was coming back to Marietta was Dr. Jim Speed. 
And that call meant a lot to me because having grown up in this church, Dr. Speed was my pastor. I was sure that if he walked up to any body of water and spread his arms like this, the water would part and he'd be able to walk through on dry ground. That's just how I think about Dr. Speed. As soon as we got here, Flora and he had us over to dinner at their house. After my first year, they took us out when we had nine funerals in three weeks and I was so exhausted and sad, he called to check on me. Amid the pandemic, he called again and again. Those two have prayed for me, believed in me, and yesterday they sent me an email that said, I want to emphasize again on this five-year mark how proud I am to have been your pastor and to be your, be your colleague now in ministry. It is so great to have Sarah and the two girls uh, growing up to be young ladies among us. We cannot make the reception tomorrow, but we will be there most enthusiastically in spirit. Now, if I die tomorrow, I will die with a smile on my face because I made Jim and Flora Speed proud. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> and that's the difference that a person can make in another person's life. For Paul, it was Ananias and Jesus. For Anthony Ray Hinton, it was his mother. For me, it's been this church. It's been you. But not everybody has this. Not everybody knows the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. So no wonder they fall apart. That's your assignment. Each week this summer, we've been sent out into the world just as Paul and the disciples were sent out. Today, you have the opportunity to send letters of encouragement to the men and women of the Cobb County Jail where our worship service is streamed every Sunday. There are men and women in the Cobb County Jail who need encouragement, affirmation, and I ask you to write them because just having one person in your corner can be more than enough. There are pens and paper out in the gathering area, and I encourage you just to write a few words. Just start with, dear friend, you are more than the clothes on your back. You are a child of God. The doors may be locked around you, but your future is wide open. Don't let your situation define who you are, for only the one who created you can tell you who you are, and you are beloved, you are redeemed, you are loved. That's it. Sign the letter if you want to. We'll deliver them over to the jail and the men and women there who receive them will be blessed because we all look for affirmation and when we know we have it, then we are ready to share it and when we're ready to share some love and affirmation, the world becomes a better place. That's the difference between Paul and Janice Joplin. Janice Joplin, she was looking to the world for a Mercedes Benz. She was looking to the world for a color TV and a night out on the town, if you know the song. She went to a high school reunion looking for affirmation. But my friends, by our Lord Jesus Christ, we have been affirmed. We are loved. His grace can set us free. 
to proclaim his good news throughout the earth. May it be so in you. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.